Hello, welcome to Reading Matter. I'm Nat, and I'm talking about different fiction and non-fiction books on this podcast. It has only been fiction books so far, and today is one final fourth book in the winter reading series that I want to share with you. And this time, it's not going to be a totally positive recommendation, but I believe those are also important views when we disagree, when there is something we don't like, and maybe you will argue with me on that particular topic. Today's book is A Winter's Promise, which is the first book of the series called The Mirror Visitor by a French author, Christelle Dabot. It was first published back in 2013, and I believe the English translation of the first novel in the series came out in 2018. I really hope I pronounced her last name correctly. (laughs) My French is literally non-existent. But let's get back to the book itself. I've read it in the English translation, and the genre of the novel is, I guess, young adult fantasy. It is an entertaining piece of reading. I quite enjoyed it. I loved the covers. I remember when I first got the book, I actually bought it in a hardcover because I was so impressed by the art on it. And it also has a dust jacket, and underneath the dust jacket, it was a really lovely blue book. If you are into having a collection, this series is just asking for it because all the covers, all the spines are so attractive that you just, as a book lover, you just have to have them on your bookshelf. Unfortunately, there were a few things with the book itself that stopped me, that prevented me from buying the further installments, but I'll get to that a little bit later because that involves one or two spoilers. So this will be in the end. So what we're dealing with here is potential future or alternate reality of our world where some sort of cataclysm happened which led to the planet or the world being torn apart into different pieces uh, and they are called arcs and people live in these arcs. What is kind of interesting about it is that every arc, every piece of land has different climates, different architecture, and of course, a different kind of society that resides here. That might remind you of a lot of other, especially dystopian young adult novels, when we have society divided into different fractions by these or that category, like you definitely think divergent here. Um, except Ark is maybe a little bit more imaginative, I guess. I quite enjoyed the description of Arcs, and for example, the protagonist, Ophelia, she's coming from uh, a place called Anima, which is a matriarchal society with a lot of relatives. Everyone is a cousin (laughs) there, so it definitely values family and family relationship above all. I definitely wish I learned more in the first volume about the world building, about the history of the arcs and the spirits of those arcs, how this whole thing came to be, how these arcs function. But uh, during the first novel, we mainly see Anima in the beginning, and then Ophelia has to leave her homeworld to go live somewhere else due to some medieval um, tradition of marrying people between the different arcs. Um, So she has to go and marry somebody else in a different arc, which is important for our winter theme here. It's Pole, which is basically the North Pole. It's cold and unwelcome in place, 
with cold and unwelcoming people. What a surprise. <laughs> yeah, also these kind of divisions are very stereotypical, but at the same time, this is also what we love young adult novels for, is a bit of clear-cut simplicity in the world building. So Ophelia does not just end up in this cold and unwelcoming place, but she actually ends up being engaged to the boss of the cold and unwelcoming people. <laughs> oh, at least potential boss, I guess. So a lot of intrigues and um, yeah, fight for power ensue here. So our poor little Ophelia ends up in in this hostile environment where it's not just people but also climate that wants to kill her because Paul is a very cold place. It is a sort of mix between stereotypical Scandinavian countries and societies and stereotypical Russian northern culture images. So yeah, Ophelia who comes from a very warm world that doesn't really have winter per se experiences like cultural and physical shock of being in a place where she is just constantly morally abused and she is freezing cold all the time. Apparently no one can explain her. This is the warm clothes you're supposed to wear to keep warm. I'll better just don't go out. <laughs> Except that's what they told her. Don't go out or you'll get killed. But this is heading towards spoilers, so I will not tell you why. So this endless cold and suffering practically bring Ophelia to involuntary character growth and character change because she has to adapt, she has to rebel at some things, she has to learn to adjust to the new society and if she wants to survive, if she wants to actually live full life. And that's pretty much what she does, I believe. So this is the part that left me very satisfied. My only problem with the whole thing, and here come spoilers, so spoiler alert, uh, jump through uh, the next couple of minutes if you don't want to know the details before you've read the book. So after the first hundred pages or so, our story digresses into a very traditional uh, fanfiction-y plot, which is not a bad thing in itself. There is a lot of great fanfiction out there, but in that case, I believe this was just... There was a very close danger of the whole novel to go along the lines of the soft and sweet uh, protagonist, who's a very quiet person, to fall in love with a cold, distant and violent male and she just has to conquer him with her love and somehow they lived happily ever after. Which does remind a lot of other narratives with toxic relationships. So I was not excited and very much afraid if the novel would take that turn. Um, but again, it's... I guess it depends how you read it, uh, because there are a lot of positive reviews out there, people who love the novel, who love the characters and their relationship. And as I have not read past book one, <laughs> um, I don't really know if they followed through with this plan. But in the first book, at least in the first book, um, it did not end like this. It does end in a little bit of a intrigue and some deals that people make with each other, especially regarding this arranged marriage, which I think is a better way out than just let the two of them live happily ever after just because love conquers all. Just for a very good novel, I, f I would feel this would be a bit of a 
meh, stereotypical and yeah, simplistic way of ending things. So at least for the first novel, I'm glad that's not what they did. End of spoilers. <laughs> right. So why I would recommend this book, as I'm not a 100% huge fan, I did not continue reading, as you have heard before, um, mainly because I had some issues with the plot being too fanfiction-y, I guess, and I would read the books if I by chance had them, but I'm definitely not gonna go ahead and just put them up on my priorities TBR, so they are not very close to, to being there. It's a good novel about north, about cold and about climate. It's about climate and people and it does conduct the feeling and sensation of being among people from the northern cultures in a way, but also historically, not contemporary in no way, because a lot of things, a lot of old-fashioned traditions that people follow there, it just reminds you historical fiction, I guess. Historical fiction set in some alternate dystopian reality. Which is an interesting thing to read. Um, it definitely is entertaining, it's gripping. I did relate a lot to Ophelia because she is a museum person. She definitely likes books and libraries. And she's generally just a quite unlikable person who was made to step out of her like zone of comfort and explore the world around her, whether she wanted it or not. Yeah, and I guess just the fact that it was done to her so involuntarily makes the whole thing remind you of all those stereotypical love, romance, that just does not do it for me, but does not necessarily make it a bad book. So guys, if you have read this book, um, A Winter's Promise, or its continuations, please let me know, is it worth continuing? Is it worth reading? And if yes, why? Leave your comments on social media and I'll see you next time. Bye!